he yeah, we were he was in the hospital room because you know friends would visit every like wednesday or thursday something like that like once a week i would always have people come visiting and they would come over we're just hanging out like i'm in a wheelchair uh he said some joke i don't remember what the hell it was but i laughed so hard that i like my knee like popped up for a sec and i didn't notice it at first my dad noticed it and he goes say that joke again like in the most serious tone to my my friend joey and he he's like uh okay and he says it again i laugh just as hard and then i noticed it and i was like <gasps> and my dad looked at me like <gasps> and then everyone in the room was like what just happened i'm like i just moved my leg and i like was able to do it again it was literally just the slightest like pop little pop little pop that's, <laughs> that's amazing that's all i could do and i was like oh man i have the funniest trick to show my physical therapist on monday and you guys just heard the voice of Terrell Errol. Welcome back to the show. This is a word before we leave. My name is Brett Gaffney, as you guys already know. And today's guest is amazing. Terrell is one of my close friends here in Los Angeles. And we just had the opportunity to sit down and have a very real conversation about the journey of life and the things that we are able to do once we put ourselves out there and do it. Terrell is going to explore the idea of going to Japan and what that trip means for him in this episode. This episode is going to be a little different in the questioning because we're going to really get a glimpse of a life-changing travel adventure, and I just wanted to bring you guys along for it. So I give you guys a little taste of what you are in store for in this uh, podcast episode, but I'll keep this introduction short, and without a further ado, welcome back to A Word Before We Leave. Stick around. I am so happy you're here. Spotify listeners, support for the podcast is now available in the description of the bio of the show. And we here at A Word Before We Leave are honored that you are spending this time with us now. Hello, everybody. My name is Terrell Errol, and welcome to A Word Before We Leave. And my name is Brett Gaffney. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. We are continuing on with season two, and today I bring on a dear friend, Terrell Errol, and also now current roommate, Terrell, would you like to give a little background on how we know each other? Yeah, you and I met, uh, what is it, like a year and a half now ago? Yeah. It was like last May, May of 22, when you first moved out here. First moved to Los Angeles. Yeah, you first moved out here to Los Angeles, and Diego had like hit you up, or you, one of you hit each other I up. I think D- Diego, so I got here, and then like two weeks into moving in, probably just finished un- like yeah. unpacking, getting my room all set up. I got a text from Diego, and he was like, hey, do you want to grab a drink with me and my roommate, Terrell? Yeah. And I hadn't really known Diego prior to that, except for like running into him a few times back home. But that's about it. And you guys are both like in kind of like the film. Kansas film world, yeah, like Kansas the new film world, media yeah. entertainment yeah. industry. And so for me, it was just like, yeah, I got a friend from home that I'm getting drinks with tonight. Initially, I wasn't even supposed to come by. It was just like Diego was doing his own thing and I was bored. And I was like, oh, can I come? And he's like, yeah, sure. And I was like, all right, like why not? Right. Yeah. And he's like, we're going to uh, Las Perlas. Or Los Perlas? Las Perlas? Las Perlas. I think, yeah, that's the bar. Uh, and I was like, oh, what kind of bar is that? Because I was really just wanted to drink that night. <laughs> and it was at Mezcal Bar. And he was like, yeah, like uh, Quentin Tarantino. This is Quentin Tarantino's yeah, like Quentin go-to, Tarantino's go-to bar in West bar. Hollywood. Yeah. And I was like, hell yeah. Like just on the off chance that we might see him, let's go. It's a great, it's a great mezcalita. Yeah. Mes, mes, I don't even know, I know how you'd say it, but it's a, you taste mezcal it's there specifically. It's very mezcal. It's like all mezcal, mezcal yeah. cocktails, mezcal menu, tacos. Yeah. They That's should it. sponsor this. Yeah. This hey, episode. shout out to Las Perlas. If you're listening, uh, come holla at us. We would appreciate every diamond dollar you can offer. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, we normally start the show off with a segment called Word of the Day. Okay. And then we're going to dive straight into you and your life and all of the big questions that I have to ask you. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to pull up the word of the day right now. The word of the day. And word of the day is brought to you by Merriam-Webster Dictionary. It is not sponsored, but one day it will be. And the word of the day is visceral. V-I-S-C-E-R-A-L. And visceral means as an adjective, it's an adjective that describes something as coming from or triggering an instinctive, emotional, or opposed intellectual response. In medical context, it means of or related to internal organs of the body. The word is visceral. And their example sentence is, although she is best known for her film and television roles, Sabrina much prefers the visceral excitement of acting on stage in front of an audience. Now, you're going to come up with an example sentence for visceral, and then I'll come up with an example sentence for visceral, and that's the segment. 
I've always thought of visceral as a little bit more of like a like a very I don't know how to describe it but like it kind of described like instinctive mm -hmm. but also just like with pure like it's like internal internal but also just there's a feeling there's yeah like a it's like it's just it's like like you said like internal but i can't i can't get the words out right just right just now. make a sentence just make any sense uh he exploded with visceral rage is like how i'm imagining visceral. yeah yeah, yeah. that's great that's yeah. great and my sentence will be the visceral effect that the movie Jaws had on me when I was watching brought fear to my body. Yeah. Visceral. Visceral. And that's the segment. That's visceral. word of the day to just warm us up for the questions. Now, Terrell, I am dying to talk to you specifically about this conversation because we've brushed on it in the past, especially since you've been coming back. But I feel like these last few months have been very impactful to your life due to you visiting Japan. So I would like to know... The story of Japan. Four years ago, I want to say. No, it was my senior year in high school. Um, so now it's like six. Damn, that's crazy. Time flies. Uh, right after our senior year in high school, me and my friends, you know, we were about to go off into college. And we were just, it was one of our last nights all together in our hometown. We were sitting at a bonfire, talking, drinking a little bit, just hanging out. And, you know, we were going into, you know, college and our next stage in our lives and we were thinking like man like this is probably gonna be one of the few times from here on out that we're actually gonna be able to all get together and like hang out and someone brought up the idea of you know doing a boys trip somewhere and getting all of us together and like where should we go what's some place that we all would love to experience and see together as a group and japan got thrown out and you know half of us are like huge anime nerds and the other half are just like yeah sure like japan would be sick yeah it's a foreign country it sounds yeah, amazing exactly and so we ended up just we tabled it for a bit because you know we went to college and then it got brought up again senior year of college so four years after the fact and we were like all right well now we're going to be going again into our next stage of our lives and you know some of us already have jobs some of us don't so we were like maybe a year out we'll do it so we planned initially for 2022 to go and we started planning way too late. So tickets to get there were expensive and half the people were like, I don't even think I can go anymore because some of them had, didn't have jobs. They just didn't have the money to do it. Um, so then we tabled it again. We're like, all right, a year from now, we will for sure do it. And a year later we had we started planning super early like in january or february and there was some discourse around like people that wanted to have everything planned out and then people that didn't because who were um our like main party members um if you cared to, you don't have to share names but like how many of there were you guys oh there were 10 of us or nine of us that's a, that's a big that party a big party yeah, yeah. and um Anyway, we, you know, planned the whole thing out. There was some discourse around whether or not we want to have our days, like, filled out to the minute um, versus, like, my point of view is, like, if we're just going to go, let's just go there. We can figure out what we can do when we're there. It ended up being a really good idea to have things planned out. It, it wasn't, like, we needed to do all these things minute by minute, but just having the things to do as an option was good, and then we can move things around. Um, but anyway, we ended up going had a really great time we went to tokyo and it was unbelievably busy we were walking around like 10 miles 20 miles a day an insane amount um then we went to hakone which is much more rural and it was right not too far from mount fuji and so you got away from all the hustle and bustle and half of the or most of the guys went and hiked mount fuji but i was like nah i'm not doing that um after walking like 20 miles a day in tokyo i'm good so I stayed in Hakone with a friend of mine and we just like rented out an Airbnb and like had a very chill night. We actually watched the One Piece live action because it came out that day and we were like, we're in Japan, we have to watch it. So that's what we did. Yeah, you got it. I mean, like, you're it. literally in Japan. Exactly. It's a Japanese based show. Yeah. So we did that. It was super chill. And then the next stop was Osaka. And Osaka is probably by far my my favorite city in Japan. We, um, it, it was very walkable. 
Um, they had a lot of street vendors, a lot of like just little shops that were like all around. And it wasn't too hustle and bustle like Tokyo. There weren't that many people. There were people around, but it wasn't so busy to the point where you couldn't really move down. It wasn't the street. New York City. No, no. And what ended up happening, I mean, there was some drama around one of my friends losing his passport. We were still walking around having a super busy day, and it came down to this one day where we were going to go to Hiroshima and check it out there and see, you know, the history there and the museums and everything. But we had kind of been nonstop for, at this point, like seven days. We had three or four more days left of our trip. And so collectively, we decided we're just going to take one day to just chill in Osaka and not do anything. And everyone kind of just went and did their own thing. Kind of like a free time. Everyone's yeah, yeah. out and about. And it's like, well, I want to do this. They want to do that. They want to yeah. get food. They want to go stay inside. They want to go clubbing. They have options. You know, everyone yeah. just kind of did their own thing. Yeah. But it was even even just more individual. Like, Oh, it was like literally, was like literally just... Every single guy went his own way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were some groups, but I, I had kind of gotten to that point where... I was with people the entire time, no matter what, that I like. I just wanted a day to myself. And so no one was really doing anything that I really wanted to do. I really wanted to go like shopping and just like grab something for myself to bring back home. Um, and like the places that the other guys were going to, I was just like, I don't really want to go there. And they wanted to grab food. And I was like, I just ate. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go by myself. Like I know enough Japanese to handle myself. Um, I've got my phone fully charged. Like I can do it. So I went on my own and did my shopping, got some food, met up with a couple of my friends a couple of times, just like on circum, like per chance. And that was even more rewarding because it was like, oh my God, you're here. So I feel like I got to enjoy the time that I did have with my friends more because it was like completely circumstantial. It wasn't like we planned it out. It wasn't forced. Exactly. It wasn't forced. And it got to this point where, you know, I had done that. I had when I was walking back home or back to our Airbnb, um, again, I like came across my really good friend, Michael, and we were just walking the same direction. He came up behind. He was like, Tarol? He called me from behind because like, we were walking the same direction, but neither of us knew, you know, we were around. And then we walked home, dropped my stuff off, had a little chat, and then I was going to go grab food. He wasn't hungry. And so I just start walking again. And now I felt a little familiar with the area. So I was like, I'm going to venture out even further yeah. to where I knew no one was going to find me. Like no one was going to come and I won't run into anyone. I just wanted to like really, really be by myself. And I found this small steak shop and it had a bunch of these photos of customers with this old woman who clearly was like the owner and like had been working there a bunch of time, like for a long time. And inside was just these two young workers and I walk in and I'm like, can I have a menu? They come over, they hand me a menu. They're like, do you want a beer? I was like, yeah, I want a beer. Got myself a beer. And I'm just sitting there like soaking it all in just the life that had been lived in this tiny, like maybe one and a half times the size of your room. We're in like a, I don't know how big this, this room feels is. like an eight by eight. Yeah. Tiny, tiny spot. And they're just cooking my food in front of me. I got like a rice bowl with steak and nothing crazy. I was just like, yeah, I just want to eat something. And I'm just sitting there while they're cooking. I'm hearing the like sizzle of the steak and the like chop, 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 chop of all the rice and the ingredients. And I kind of sat there for a second and was like, wow, this is like someone's life. They, they took the time and they took the care to like build this out of nothing and i kind of looked back and i was like damn this is beautiful this is great like what am i like what am i doing in contrast in comparison and i was like well i have work and then i thought about how i had to go back to work on monday and kind of dreaded it and i that like moment of dread really sparked something in me and i don't know what but i was like that's not how i should be living my life i want something kind of like this not like i want to own a steak shop but i want to build something i want to like i don't know bring something out of nothing and make it like just kind of last a little bit or just like have other people experience whatever i'm making and yeah so then i had this i i don't know why but i had my notebook with me i just brought it i remember thinking like 
Oh, you know, I don't really journal, but people always say, like, bring a journal when you travel to someplace. Oh, yeah. I'm a big proponent on journaling. We've had people talk yeah. about journaling on the show before. If you're listening and you don't have a journal, get one. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I brought it simply because I was like, fuck it. And I pulled it out. I had it with me because I had it with me. And I just wrote down like 20 things or like 20 to 20, 20 to 25 things that I wanted to do before I like settle down and really like, you know, I don't know, like have a family and, like, yeah. you know, cause I feel like once live the life. Yeah. Once you get to that point, you know, you're living for your kid and making sure that they, you mellow out. A little you mellow bit. out. Exactly. Yeah. You don't have the time or yeah. the energy to really devote yourself to much more than your family. And I want to be that, you know, I want to be a family guy eventually, but so I sat there and I wrote down all these things and then, and then, yeah, I, now I have them and I'm, I wrote down kind of like how I would get to these points and get these things done. So like music is kind of one thing I've written down. I've written down like a whole like music quest line. I call them quest lines in my notebook because I play video games and it's like the easiest way for me to digest it in my head. And I've written down like all these like steps I need to take to really become a good guitarist or just a good musician in general. And I've been just very slowly but surely getting through it. And that's kind of been the biggest takeaway out of Japan for me. It's not a goal list. It's a to-do list. You literally yeah. have to do it. Like, yeah. You have to show up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I feel like I've had a busier life i'm not playing as many video games i feel like that's been the biggest consequence of japan is what makes it a consequence um because i feel like video games are how i stayed in touch with my friends from home Hmm. and because i'm busier doing not video games i feel like i've lost a little bit of touch with them i still like there's still that friendship there we still have our like group chat so it's not completely lost but it definitely is a hit. And, you know, I've, I'll be getting texts from a couple of my friends saying, like, hey, like, do you want to just hop on a phone just to catch up? I feel like I haven't talked to you in a while. And that was, for me, an un, unseen consequence of this. I didn't expect it. I could be wrong when I say this. I have to start with that. But I deal with a very similar problem because all of my high school friends that I was really close to growing up, which this group of people yeah. that you went to Japan with was that for you. That was yeah. that was your boys. Yeah. I mean, I, I have my, my group of my boys back home too. Like, if they're listening to this, they know exactly who they are. Like, I know they know who they are. But the older we get, the busier we get. The busier we get, the less time we have for the fun stuff. Yeah. Which is hard, but we're, we're we're all working towards something. So it's like, even though that space between you guys is far physically, mm-hmm. the fact that we can call each other up every now and then is very important. Yeah. And like I, it doesn't have, you don't need an activity to catch up with somebody. I know. I know. It's just, it's still tough. You it, know? It, yeah. No, it's absolutely. hard to go it is from very hard. Just like you know, hopping on PS4 after a long day. And, and just like, hanging out. You yeah, just, just literally feels like you're hanging out. That's yeah. the magic of the modern internet and yeah. video games. And I, COVID made everybody even more electronic yeah. conscious. Oh, sure. You know, we were all hanging out with each other just in a different form because we couldn't physically. Yeah. And now we live in that this world that's after that, you know. Yeah. and So now, we're more aware of it. You know, we're more aware of the distance. Yeah. And now, you know, you want to be out there, especially after COVID. It's like, now I'm kind of like video gamed out like I'm, yeah. i feel like i've kind of had my fair share i i can i could go i've for been in front of a monitor too long like yeah. i need to feel the real world yeah i need to exist i want to go i want to go outside i need to do my own thing yeah so that's the one consequence but um they've been visiting like jacob totally came this yeah. weekend we just met some of your boys and some of my boys are coming too like when are your boys coming? january for okay. my birthday oh for your birthday yes no. all right cool 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 that'll be fun I'd like to... It's just one of them, and then two girls, but okay. the, the girls are also the boys. Yes, yes. But, uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward more to, like, actually going home. I feel like I used to take going home for granted, too, because it's just like, all right, well, we're just going to play video games at our homes, Yeah, you know? But now it's like, well, I'm not bringing my PlayStation because I'm not paying for a whole luggage on Spirit Airlines because it's 
so damn expensive mm-hmm. that's why gonna... i fly american yeah because it it's included oh it is yeah no, it's not. that's why most plane tickets are more expensive yeah. they include all the fees in, yeah, the, yeah. in the upfront price where spirit tags it in the back no I we're know. paying the same i just get a better seat yeah <laughs> yeah anyway i'm just i'm not gonna pay for it and i can live with like just a backpack which yeah. is fine which is dope yeah. i mean the, people that can just turn like their backpack into their like survival kit for a week is, yeah great that's a great skill to have <laughs> well, i also have so many clothes at home so many clothes you oh know, yeah if like, you're going like, to see mom and dad yeah I'll, you'll be fine i'll be fine exactly i don't need much more than that i just need to bring my like laptop yeah they can and do laundry you can do laundry yeah it's beautiful <laughs> you it's have so whole, easy you have a whole place there i don't need to yeah bring everything so anyway other than that like i'm gonna see my friends and i'm gonna hang out with them but not having the ps4 there makes the actual seeing them in person more valuable almost totally and i feel like i used to take that for granted but just just being with people in person i think is something that i value a lot and i've valued it a lot more since um my friend passed away and um yeah it's something that i think everyone really should value more i think a lot of times we take the being in person with people for granted and yeah i i don't know don't if there's any lesson that i feel like people can take away from any of my experience right like right now i know we'll talk more but you know hang out with the people that you can hang out with while you can because you won't be able to Mm. Mm. well said and i think that's a great segue (laughs) into probably our only other segment for the show Mm -hmm. so this is going to be called wordplay (laughs) i am going to count us down from three and you're going to say a word that comes off the top of your head i'll say a word that comes off the top of my head nothing in the room don't repeat yourself don't do names any word. Any word. Are you going to do the countdown? I'll do a countdown. I'm just trying to think of a word. Oh, okay. But I'll literally do three, two, one. Okay. And then we'll say the word. And then our goal is to get to the same word. Okay. And I think, pro tip, don't get caught up in the three words we said ago. This is all about living in the present moment. No, I have a word. Like, pretty much, like, once we get going, just trust. Okay. We have to connect. Okay. You just got to trust. <laughs> okay. Does that make sense? I, I think I got it. Okay. I'm ready. I got my word. Uh, yeah, I got I got a word. Okay. Three, two, one. Home. Airport. Okay. Okay. Airport. I see Home. It. I see it. Three, two, one. Travel. Plane. Okay. Travel. Plane. Okay. okay. We're, Three, we're two, one. Luggage. Uh, oh. oh. I was going to say seat. And we'll rewind. I'm not going to say luggage. Okay. We're back on travel and travel and plane. plane. Okay. Don't say seat either. Just okay reset okay travel plane all right i got a word three two one car. ticket <laughs> okay okay uh ticket and car okay okay i got a word three two one toll go. oh what'd I you think, say i said go go, go. i said toll i like toll it, well, yeah that's i was like ticket makes sense. car toll. toll you're saying go i said go okay um toll and go go toll and go can it be like a synonym? It's any word. Okay. Any, I any mean, word. All right, anything. All right, Three, two, one, stop. Move. Oh, <laughs> I thought that I thought that was lined up. I was ready to swing for the That fences. was good. No, I like that. I uh, should have done <laughs> Stop and move. Stop and move. I got a word. It's, it might put us on another path, but it's fine. Okay. That's how it works. That's okay. the game. I've got a word. Stop and move. Okay. Three, two, one, Green. catch. Oh. Catch. <laughs> I don't know. It was, just, it was the word. Catch. Catch and green. Catch and green. Because I was thinking of stoplights. I got a word. Guys, Catch I got a word. and green. Okay. Three, Three. two, one. Yellow. Field. Field. And yellow. Field. I got a what word. Brought, what brought field up? I'm curious of the thought process behind that. I can't tell you. That's a part okay. of the game. All right. All right. Um, field I, and yellow. I got a word. I've got I've got a word. <laughs> Three, two, one. Wheat. Red. Oh. <laughs> Oh God! Has it has it gone this long before? Longer. Oh, okay. All right. So it's also gone quicker. I mean, okay. we're in the middle. Right. I'm, now. I'm okay with it. Yeah, you're yeah, fine. Yeah, right. uh, wheat and red. Yeah. Well, red. I was, I was going down the stoplight colors. <laughs> I, that's fair. I know yeah. you're lost in the sauce. I'm lost in the sauce. I ha- wait. Can you do proper nouns? You can do any word. All right. I've anything, got a word. Anything. I've got a word. Field and red. No, yeah. no, no. It was wheat and red. Wheat. Wheat and red. And red. Yeah. I got a word. Okay. All right. 
three, two, one, ale. I oh. almost, I actually was thinking about that one. I was, uh, I was like, could, right I there. could do like a red corn, but I'm not going to red corn. I was, yeah. I was thinking, okay. Ale and corn. I totally got a word. Ale and corn. I I, I think I can got a, I think I got a word. Three, two, one. Cider. Bush. 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 Yeah. That's corn beer. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, bush. You said ale and I was thinking. That's fair. That's, no, that's yeah. fair. We're yeah. still in bush and cider. Bush and cider. I've got a word. I got a word. Three, two, one. Midwest. Seltzer. Seltzer and Midwest. Oh. Okay. Three, two, one. College. Oh. oh. College and truly. College and truly. We're going to speed round it now. We're going to. It gets faster as okay. the game goes on. College and truly. Okay. I got it. Three, two, one. Fraternity. Oh. oh. That counts. That counts. It doesn't count. It, it does. Be... It's the same thing. It's well, literally the same word. Frat is just short for fraternity. Okay, it counts. It, it counts. counts. I'll it counts. count it. it. It is the same word. It's I just like word. it when they say like exactly, exactly the, same the same word. Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because one time I had someone say Leo, and then I said Leo DiCaprio. Well, that's and different. we didn't count it. That's because different. they because they did the nickname. And technically, were they referencing? you referencing. We were referencing Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. So we were essentially saying the same thing. Okay. But we didn't say the same word, and that's why I feel like it doesn't count. Frat and fraternity. They're the exact same. But we could get an exact word. Okay. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to think. Think about it. No, think about it. It's, don't think too hard. I'm not thinking okay. Frat fraternity. Okay. Frat fraternity. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Sorority. Oh. oh your college experience must have been a lot different than mine. No, I, <laughs> I don't think it was that much different. I think Hazing and sorority. I got a word. I don't want it to go dark, but it might. It, it could go dark. Well, let's just knock it out real quick. Say the same word: hazing and sorority. I have a really bad word. Don't do the bad. Trust your gut. Ease up a little bit. Okay, let me. I gotta think of the other word because I had the one word, and the one word was really funny, but also a little dark. Yeah, I mean it's hazing and sorority. It's not gonna be fun. This one's not gonna be light. Uh, I have a word. Okay. I'm just gonna go with the word that I had. Okay, okay. trust your gut. All right. Three, two, one. Dryer. Oh. Oh. What? I understand, but I yeah. don't want to understand. No, it's okay. Paddle. That's solid. That's and solid. dryer. We're now out of that college realm. Okay. We're in a whole new area. Whole new area. Paddle and dryer. I got. I got a word. I've, I've got. I've got a word. I've got a word. Three, two, one. Wheel. Soap. Oh, soap. Yeah. And wheel. Soap and wheel. Soap and wheel. Soap and wheel. I can hear the audience right now. They're kicking themselves. They're like, yeah. why did it end on fraternity? It should have ended on fraternity. It's too late. We're in. We're already deep. We're so deep. Soap and wheel. Okay. Three, two, one. Ship. Water. Ship Ooh, and okay. water. Three, two, one. S- crash. Sail. Okay. Sail and crash. Okay. Three, two, one. Mast. Titanic. Oh. oh. Titanic and mast. Three, two, one. Big. Iceberg. Oh. Iceberg and big. Three, two, one. Ocean. Sink. Ocean oh. and sink. Ocean and sink. Ocean ah. and sink. Ocean and sink. Three, two, one. Hole. Bathtub. Oh. Bathtub and hole. Connect with me, fool. I'm Come trying. On. I'm trying. Send it. I'm sending you the word. You're okay. sending it to me with your mind. Okay. Bathtub and hole. Oh. Bathtub and hole. I got it. I'm sending you the word with my head, with my brain. My sixth sense is sending you the exact word that you need to say. Right I feel now. like I know what the word is, but I don't know what the word Bathtub is. Bathtub like, and hole. I know what the hole. idea no, that you, you know. No, I know. I know. You know I need exactly, to think of. You know exactly what I, this word is. Oh my God. Dude, you know, you know it. I know what you're going to say. Bathtub, hole. I know. Hole, no. Bathtub. Say it with me. Bathtub, hole. No, I know. Say it with me. I don't know what the word you is. You got to say it with me. I don't bathtub, know what the word is. Say bathtub. I know. Bathtub. Hole. I know what it is, but I don't know what the you word know for what that it is. is. You know what it is. No, I don't. Uh, wait. Uh, what is it? <laughs> you know it. You know it. I know what it is. You know what I the word is. I can point it out to you. I, don't I know. know you can point it out to me. Everybody knows what the word is at this Everyone point. Everyone knows what the word is. I'm uh, going gonna, I'm gonna to count down. And what's it called? I'll give you 10, 9, That's not 8, helping. 7, 6, 5, 4, oh, I got it. 3, 2, 1. Drain. Drain. Yes. yes!
Finally. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you knew it. Oh. So good. I love that game. That was the ending I wanted. That's why I didn't let it end on Frat and Fraternity. Because That's it's fair. so much more satisfying to get to that moment. That was a lot of pressure. I was like, what the fuck? I knew what you were thinking of. And I, know, I could have I know, gone in I was your bathroom. Sending, I was sending it to you with my and mind. And I could point I it out. I was like, I know this is what you want to say. It's but amazing. I can't think of the word. That's why the game works. That's why it's so fun. Oh, God. That was stressful. <laughs> yeah. I felt my body tense up. It was I'm like, like, like uh, what is it? So there you were. You were sitting in a cafe in Japan. Mm-hmm. And you just had this moment of like, I, I'm dreading going back to work. Yeah. There's 20 things I'm going to write down in my journal right now. Yeah. That... I need to do with my life a to-do yes. list, a checklist, a quest line, a quest, li- quest lines. Yes. So you wrote them down and then you left. What, what was it like after that moment in Japan, still in Japan? Well, the next place we were going was very relaxing and I feel like I was like, okay, let me get all the relaxing I could possibly need for the next like three months out of me. Like I'm going to relax hard and that's exactly what we did you're not gonna do a thing i didn't do a thing just soaked up the sun got hella burned i I, fell asleep on the beach like five times it was great and then i was like all right now let's go home and we got to la and as soon as i got here i just had so much energy to just get shit done and those first two weeks i got a lot done i remember just like we started building the table outside i was practicing guitar like all the time still are still i still am i was just i had all these ideas writing my notebook a lot for this like business idea i want to do i was just cranking things out and it was great i took like my first class for forging within like two three weeks of getting back here i was like this is something i want to do i'm gonna go do it and it was great it was awesome i will say i feel like i've slowed down a little bit since then but you know holidays have come and gone and you know All sorts of different things just kind of happen. Life finds a way to get in the way is what I have found. But as long as you're constantly pushing forward, you're going to make shit happen. You're just going to do things. You're going to, if you're just going, you're going. doesn't matter how much progress is made. As long as you get any progress done, it's a good, it's good. And that's, that's how you keep moving forward. So what was the last day in Japan like? Last day in Japan was bittersweet, I feel like. We'd kind of gotten used to the lifestyle that we'd kind of developed there, I would say. Um, the constant travel, constant, the, the yeah, seeing new things, yeah, trying and, new stuff. You know, totally 7-11, different culture. Yeah, 7-Eleven had become our friend, so it was just like, we get up in the morning, we just stop at 7-Eleven, just grab all this stuff. 7-Eleven in Japan is great. They're nothing like 7-Elevens here. They're so much cleaner, so much better like way higher quality it's it's great i love 7-elevens in japan um and they're everywhere which is awesome but um yeah i remember i woke up that morning i was like this is my last day in japan i went and i grabbed some pancakes there's like a really crazy good pancake house for some reason where we were in okinawa because it's a like a u.s army base is still out there and so it's kind of like americanized food wise out there uh, I went and I grabbed these pancakes. They were delicious. Um, we went to the beach, just spent the whole day going at this beach and just hanging out and getting burned. And uh, we grabbed some food, got a drive back, had some drinks, and just chilled out that evening. And then I was the first to leave because my flight was super early. Everyone else was going back to Chicago, so I had a completely different flight plan. plan. And um, I needed to get to Tokyo, so I get from Okinawa to Tokyo, I had a really early flight. So I remember like getting up hella early and just watching the sunrise. And I was like, this is my last day. Hopped on a, hopped on a train or not a train, a bus and just got to the airport, got there super duper early. It was like 4.30 or 5.30 in the morning. No one was there. And uh, just sat and waited for my flight and wrote things down on my notebook and just kept just kept going and then got here and the departure from japan to landing back in los angeles had to have been pretty surreal i can guess did you what what were you feeling like coming back having this mindset this new mindset after being immersed in a fully different culture than yours 
I, was... I feel like when you came back, you, like you said, you were go get them attitude, like you were yeah. on a mission. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like something had clicked in your yeah. head that you were like, something else was going on, if that makes sense. Yeah. Is there like, like, what was the feeling that you had internally? It was, was it visceral? <laughs> I, it was visceral. It was, it was a visceral, like, need to just, just go, just get after it. Mm. Just, I don't know. I feel like before that I was more... I was okay with letting myself not do anything. And now I am not okay with that. You were comfortable. I was comfortable. I don't, I can't be comfortable. Yeah. That's not how you grow. And I was like, I need to grow like way more to be who I want to be by when I want to be it. And I don't have time to waste anymore. I was like, I just got, I got to go. I got to get this done. I know you have, your, I, you know, yeah. it, you know, it does resonate yeah. with me. I mean, that's like my well, Japan wasn't going to Japan. My Japan was living through a whole car crash and then yeah. losing, like my girlfriend broke up with me that mm-hmm. same week. And my granny died. Yeah. And that was like, that was like two, almost two years ago, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, but that was, uh, I, w- I, w- I felt like I was awake. What do you think was that? Like, how did that spark for you? Like, what was like the thought that you I had was in your de- mind? I, I, I was like traumatized. I was traumatized. Yeah. I was depressed. Yeah. I felt like everything in the universe was against me and I wanted to change that. Mm-hmm. And to change that, I did everything in my power to not be sad anymore and that was really hard but because of that i moved to los angeles because i knew that if i didn't go to los angeles i may never go to los angeles mm-hmm. but i always wanted to be here yeah which was it's hard to yeah. like explain that in such a short amount of time like that's a whole another story mm-hmm. but i felt like i had my eyes open for the first time in my life like seriously on what i wanted mm. with the future and at the time Back then, now is the future. I yeah. was I wasn't looking like thirty years in ahead. I was I was just like, what do I want to happen this year? Yeah, and that was twenty twenty two. Yeah, now I'm past that. You know, yeah. I'm through it. I'm I feel healed. I feel mm-hmm. like I have new things I'm thinking about. My mind is now elsewhere. If that makes sense. Yeah, I I'm very much like I'm planning for the future and I'm doing what I can do because I want to live a rich and fulfilling life and I want to take care of the people around me. I want to help. I yeah. just want to help. I want to be a good person. I want to make movies. I want to act. I want to make a podcast. And I want to be financially stable. And I don't think that's too much to ask for. No. I feel like if anything that your period, your like two weeks was kind of like a speed run of like five different events for me. Yeah. You know, um, because it objectively it, it was yeah. like, like you had all of it at once. And I it, was like yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. I felt like, yeah, I felt like I just got thrown off a cliff. Yeah. And for me, that was like all these separate events so i feel like we're kind of at a similar point but now now we are like we're in like yeah i i hate to like just say mindset grind set because that's such a stereotype of like these like dull people it's also become associated with just like the abusive and stupidest and like gym bros yeah it's not it's not actually mindset grind set it's just like i want to be alive and i want to do what i can when i am alive yeah in the simplest terms yeah so i know there was a big moment that happened in your past would you care to talk about that yeah i mean we could talk about it there's but, newspapers about it it's not there's newspapers about there's it newspapers about it we've both had the press talk about us great yeah that's great for someone who doesn't know who you are terrell um what happened in high school and how has that affected you to today? Simple as that. How yeah. did that affect Japan? Um, so for those that don't know me, uh, my right the day before my senior year in high school, I dove into a sandbank in Lake Michigan and was paralyzed from the neck down. I shattered my C5 vertebrae, like it just exploded. I don't have it anymore. It's just gone. Um, and I was, yeah, paralyzed from the neck down from pretty much August to basically November. Um, and I still have some residual like nerve damage, but right now, you know, I've kind of gotten past it, but yeah, I was a swimmer beforehand and I was a really, really, really good swimmer. It was like my whole thing. Um, I was super fit. I was like, finally, in my, I don't know if I'm, this is just my perspective, but I felt like I was like starting to hit my popular phase and then that just got hot and then it just got hit. 
And then, um, yeah, I, I, for Japan, how did it affect Japan? Um, on one hand, I walked a lot more than I'd ever walked in my life before then because I never felt really comfortable walking. I feel like I always have, I get a little bit of a limp when I uh, start walking for because a long of the time. Paralysis. Yeah. Because of, yeah, the remaining nerve damage that's there. But, um, no, I was proud of myself because I was able to do all that, which was validating for me. Um, and I feel like that's kind of allowed me to push myself physically in other aspects um, and create goals that I probably would not have created for myself without Japan. And having done all that, I'm like, I have, I may be having these difficulties, but I can still do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so it's kind of opened the realm of possibilities for myself. I think I was thinking less of myself before Japan. And now afterwards, I'm like, I can fucking do anything I want. I just got to work for it. Um, and I got to put just a little bit more effort in than most people because I have this challenge that no one else has. Exactly. And um, But you can overcome it. You can You can do it. Yeah, I can. I like can how, do it. How simple is that? Yeah. The fact that you recognize that you can, you can. I can, and I, I will. Exactly. And that's, that's, literally, it's just those two things you have to think. It's like, I can and I will. And then as soon as you do, it's like, well, now it's faded. Exactly. You know? There's nothing There's nothing in your way except yeah. for yourself. Exactly. And I just need to get out of my way. And that has been, for me, being, like, the comfortable version of myself is what needed to get out of the way for the, like, go-getter version of myself to actually make things happen sitting on the couch isn't going to bring you a b bucket of money <laughs> no sitting on the couch isn't going to gain you anything really you might maybe watch a show a conversation I mean, you might get some like emotional short-term yeah. joy or yeah. let out some sadness there's nothing wrong with watching movies or te television no but i'm saying but like... what is, you can't do it forever you can't only that can't be your thing yeah that shouldn't i mean it can be i mean for it some can people be. it can be i mean know? for ethan episode 16 that's his thing and he loves it. Yeah. And we would never, you know, you don't get in the way of that. You let no. him love the That's what he, he wants loves. to. You don't yuck someone's thing. yum. Yeah. Yeah. But, but for you. For me, I just can't, I can't sit there. Yeah. I need to like do things. Yeah. And I feel like for some people that might be listening, they'll be like, oh, this guy has like ADHD. And I'm like, no, that's not it. No, I just, he just has goals. I just need to, I need to get things done. And I feel like I get that from my dad. My dad is definitely a doer. Totally. Like, if he says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. It might take him a little while. And I feel like I'm starting to now understand when I was Because like, there's other things he already said he's going to do. Exactly, yeah. And I remember being like 10 years old and I was like, my dad was like, I'm going to build you a treehouse. And I was like, all right, dad, yeah. And like three years passed, I'm like, that was the fucking treehouse. And he's like, I'm working on it, relax. And I was like, okay. But I get it. I'm like, yeah, I got other things to do. I got to manage everything and then I can get to this treehouse. But we make slow progress. And, you know, for me, my treehouse is now the die table. But, uh, we're we're mostly there. We're like eighty percent of the way there. In my Terrell Errol, what would you say to somebody that feels like they're part of my French shit just got rocked? What would you say to somebody that equivalently just got paralyzed from the neck down? What advice can you offer to them to get through it? Well, that's a tough one. For me, when I was paralyzed, I feel like I didn't really listen to anyone. I didn't want to listen to anyone. So I don't think I can actually say anything to someone that has been through that. That'll actually help them. I think, you know, everyone has to deal with it in how they deal with what they're doing, what they're going through. So if you got paralyzed, if I had encountered someone that was paralyzed and, you know, they're going through it, I'd probably look at them and be like, I know how it feels. I know where you've been. You'll get through it. And it's that's all I can say. Because if I say anything more, I feel like they're not going to listen. You don't want to listen. You don't want to listen to people. Especially when... people that are walking. Yeah. It, yeah. You don't want to listen to people. Or at least I didn't want to listen to people. I was like, fuck off. Just like, let me do my thing. Like, but they were right. Yeah. No, I mean, Which everyone... sucks. I mean, you don't want them to be right. But like, yeah, a part of you does. Yeah. You know, when someone says the simple words of, you'll be okay. Yeah. Sometimes you don't want to hear that. Well. But you need to hear it. It, it also depends on, I feel like, who's saying it yeah. and what they're saying. Like, I feel like I got privilege a Privilege is a part of, you know, if someone yeah. from a position of privilege is coming at you and being like, you're fine. Well, Be that, like, get out of my face. No, it's like, even like people like I wasn't t tight with, yeah. like, I had, there was this one guy that was like barely an acquaintance in high school that 
was like texting me, oh man, how you doing? I'm like, why are you fucking talking to me? Like, we're not friends. We're not friends. You have no like, reason to talk to me. you've never been a part just, of my life before this. Why yeah, are you here now? Why are you talking to me now? You clout chaser. Yeah, just fuck off. Like, yeah. don't don't talk to me. So that would, like, it, situations like that really piss me off. But the one person that I think had the most profound effect on me when he did say you'll be fine was my uncle, who, um... How did they, sorry, how did they text you? Did, could you use your hands? No, so my parents would have to, my mom or my parents would have to show me my phone. Wow. Yeah. Well, for a while. And then once I finally started getting a little finger action. That had to have been exciting. Yeah. When movement started coming back, you're like, huh. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a crazy, crazy moment when my, like, leg moved for the first time. Because I kind of had, like, shoulder movement. You were like. I was kind of like this. Yeah, just, no one can tell what we're doing, but we're like. You're what's like, I'm moving. What's, what's it called when you're, like, moving your shoulders up and down? There's, like, a dance move. I don't know. You're grooving. You're grooving. You're just grooving with your elbows or yeah. shoulders. Yeah. Uh, so I did that for a while. A little shimmy. A little shimmy. Yeah, a little shimmy. Shimmy. Um, I could shimmy. And then eventually, like, my, like, biceps started working. Which and cool. you were like, I can move my whole arm. Out. I can move my whole arm. But I couldn't, like, move my hand. So the it was just like. weren't there. Yeah, they weren't there. So I was just like. Hello. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> Sorry. That's the, that was the no, funniest, like, yeah. floppy wave. Uh, yeah. So that came back. And then. Uh, you know nothing like legs down were working at all so one time i was i was sitting here joey who is now in la um he was making a joke he's with you yeah we were he was in the hospital room because you know friends would visit every like wednesday or thursday something like that like once a week i would always have people come visiting and they would come over we're just hanging out like i'm in a wheelchair uh he said some joke i don't remember what the hell it was but i laughed so hard that i like my knee like popped up for a sec and i didn't notice it at first my dad noticed it and he goes say that joke again like in the most serious tone to my my friend joey and he he's like uh okay and he says it again i laugh just as hard and then i noticed it and i was like (gasps) and my dad looked at me like (gasps) and then everyone in the room was like what just happened i'm like i just moved my leg and i like was able to do it again it was literally just the slightest like pop little pop Little pop. That's, it. <laughs> That's amazing. That's all I could do. And I was like, oh man, I have the funniest trick to show my physical therapist on Monday. And then I, I go and I'm like, hey, I don't remember her name. Uh, but I was like, do you want to see this trick? And she's like, I have a party trick for you. She's like, oh, okay. What's this party trick? And I'm like, look at me. She's like, okay. I'm like, look at my leg. She looks down and I go like that. And she goes, did you just do that on purpose? It's like, yeah. She's like, do it again. I did it again. And she goes, this changes everything. It we're, does. It, yeah. She's like, we're, we're changing your entire program. I was like, okay. And then they started putting me on this. Treadmill? No, they put me on. Well, because I've been sitting down for so long, my body wasn't used to like, standing being up, upright. upright. Yeah. So they started, they're like, we need to literally train your heart to start pumping blood to your like lower body. And I'm like, okay. So they would put me on a table and just slowly pull the table like upright. And I would get so lightheaded as it was happening. I'd be like seeing stars. And I'm like. <laughs> I got this. Keep going. They're like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got this. And then I like would pass out and they're like, you can't do that. And I'm like, I'm sorry. We need to make sure I can stand up. Um, but yeah, so I forgot what started this whole tangent. <laughs> and that was what I was looking for. I okay. was looking for a good yeah. story. So yeah, but I, oh, I remember. So my uncle, it's him that really his words were the ones that affected me the most because it was when I first got paralyzed and everyone was telling me at this point, you're not going to walk again. You're not okay. The doctor, like everybody I knew. And so I pretty much just given up. I was like, <sighs> and um, he came over and he looked at me. He like up and down on the table and he came up and he, he looked at me right in the eyes and I'm looking up at him because I'm laying down and he looks at me. He goes, you're going to be fine. I'm not worried. And I was like, all right, let's go. And he's always been someone I've really, really respected. Um, He's my dad's older brother. So he has even more like reverence than my dad to me in some aspects. Um, He has more wisdom. And hearing that was like, he knows he, I don't know how he knew. But he knew, and I mean, he's right. So I can't, I can't prove him wrong. Terrell is a walking, 
gym goer who can ride a bike. He can run. He can walk around major cities in Japan. And he is here today to share with us these words. So as the audience member, just know everybody is going through something. Everybody has gone through something and everybody probably will go through something if they're not going through it right now. But that doesn't mean you have to stop. It doesn't mean you have to quit because people like Taral exist. He is the, there's miracles that happen in your life too. Yeah. The ups and the downs are the life. That's the life. Yeah. And you got to enjoy all the peaks and all the valleys, all the highs and all the lows. Troll Arrow, would you care to share a word before we leave? Yes, I would. I would like anyone I would like anyone listening that may think, wow, this guy's insane. This he has some impeccable, unreachable amount of strength or determination. I want you to know that I'm not special. I'm not different than anybody else. Everyone has the capacity to do what I've done and what I can do and what I will do. You just need to move. You just need to make it happen. You just got to take that first step, no matter how small, and you just keep going. Shimmy the shoulders. Shimmy the shoulders. That's my word. This has been Brett Gaffney and... Terrell Errol. And... You just listened to a word before we leave, and that was Terrell's word before he leaves. I'm going to say some quick thank yous, and that's the episode. I want to say thank you to everyone that's been a part of Season 2, specifically you, Terrell. I want to say thank you to Ethan Pate, to Dallas Araya. I want to say thank you to Katie Tarr, Gavin Lake, to Maria Small, Casey Gardner, Cooper Nidecker, and everybody else in between. If I missed your name, just know you matter. I'm just going off the dome right now. Uh, I also want to say especially thank you to you, the listener, for coming back, sticking around, and hearing all of our great stories. The show gets better and better each episode, doesn't it? Uh, Troll, thank you so much. That was amazing. Thank you for having me. And maybe you too can go get some noodles today at a new spot, somewhere new, somewhere fresh. Have a drink interact with your community and learn something about each other this has been a word before we leave that's it I just gotta close the door I literally all I gotta do is do this how loud does it slam amazing nice